Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast each week. We're going to take a little different track on this week's WSN podcast because, quite honestly, spring sports are kind of stuck in, uh, in a little bit of a rut right now. It's been hard to get going. It's been fits and starts when things have got underway. We had snow, we had snow again, had rain, had cold, had like two nice days so far. It has not been very fun. And so we're going to bring some fun on today's edition uh, of the WSN podcast just a bit later. We're going to talk to Nate Beyer, our good friend, uh, photographer in southwest and western Wisconsin at GX3 Media, and and we're going to have a little bit more fun than what we've been having so far in spring sports. Before we get to that, uh, just a a few things I want to hit on, touch on briefly. Number one, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you take a look at the uh, results from the WFCA Combine that was held last weekend at Sussex Hamilton High School. Have to give a big shout out to to some people that, that helped get that going and underway and have made it really a marquee event, not only in the state of Wisconsin, but really across the Midwest uh, a number of other entities, including coaches associations, have um, taken note and, and wanted to know how we do what we do with the WFCA Combine. Uh, certainly, ha- excuse me, have to thank Sussex Hamilton and in uh, the, the administration there for allowing us to do it at their facility. Their indoor turf facility is outstanding, a perfect venue for it. John D'Amato, the head football coach there, and his staff do a great job getting everything ready to go, making sure that everything is set up running smoothly. Uh, John is a great guy and, and really uh, is a huge help to what we do with the WFCA Combine. Big shout out to Brad, uh, excuse me, Brad Arnett, Matt Gifford, all the guys at Next Level uh, who actually uh, put the athletes through the testing at the Combine. These guys are professionals. They do this for a living. They work with some of the elite athletes in the entire country, not only in football with J.J. Watt and Kevin Zeitler and a lot of different guys that have trained there, but uh, they've they've trained the the Pettises uh, in UFC and a lot of other guys, uh, high level elite guys, but also high school kids, kids that are looking to get better, uh, do a great job at next level. And you know that the results that we post from the WFCA Combine are legitimate, are done by professionals. Yes, it's hand timing with a stopwatch in in most of the events, but you know they're doing it the right way. It's not. Uh, not somebody out at the track doing it for the first time, and you never are quite sure. You see a lot of four fives uh, from from high school coaches, bless their hearts, uh, doing it out at a track somewhere. And you know, not everybody's running four or five like that. So the results that we get at the WFCA Combine are legit, and that's uh, a big reason why so many college coaches are in attendance every year. We were over 80 college coaches this year from at least 30 different colleges 23 Division I colleges, uh, college coaches, excuse me, 23 Division I college coaches in attendance. Uh, incredible the way that that has grown. Uh, there was staffs that brought four, six coaches there. I mean, that's how important they feel the WFCA Combine is, that they're going to invest you know, that much to bring that many coaches to check it out. Big thanks to those college guys that made it this year. Big thank you to the volunteers and the high school coaches that go around and 
record results, uh, direct traffic, help with registration, RJ Howard, and, and all the guys that, that do stuff. Uh, Tony Biolo, really the driving force for the creation and uh, in management of the WFCA Combine, uh, getting everything ready to go, making sure that uh, T-shirts are ordered, making sure that the numbers are ready, making sure that everything gets set up uh, to, to run what we do at the WFCA Combine. So a lot of thank yous. It was a great day. If you haven't checked it out, uh, take a look at the results article. There were some outstanding performances as you've probably seen, if you follow me on Twitter, which I hope you do, at TravisWSN, there were a number of scholarship offers extended, both Division II and Division I uh, scholarship offers extended as a result of what kids did at the WFCA Combine. And that is exactly what we're hoping to accomplish, why we uh, do what we do with the WFCA Combine and why it began. So really was a great day. Um, you know, it was a, a light week in, in terms of spring sports. The last week or so, with a lot of rainouts and, and snowouts on on the weekend, rainouts in the early part of this week already. So, you know, not a lot to to go on in terms of spring sports, but that's why we're going to kind of take our look elsewhere in this week's edition of the WSN podcast. You know the uh, the weather outside has not exactly been very fun this spring. Snow, rain cancellations, postponements. It has not been a fun spring for pretty much anyone involved in high school sports, including athletic directors, including uh, the players and the, the coaches, us here at WSN. Um, so we're going to bring some fun back into high school sports and the spring sports season and talk to one of the, the funnest people that I know. You've probably seen him in a game somewhere, somehow. You might not know who he is, but uh, you'd recognize him. He's got the long, curly hair, likely wearing shorts, even in the dead of winter. Good chance he's wearing flip-flops, especially uh, if it's above 30 degrees. And if it's above 40 degrees, he's probably barefoot, going around on the sideline of a football game or a baseball game. Nate Beyer, our good friend, uh, photographer up in the Cooley area. Uh, GX3 Media is his company. Um, all over the state, covering high school sports as a uh, photographer, a freelance photographer, uh, does a lot for us. And quite honestly, it would be very difficult for us to do what we do without his help and support. Nate Beyer from GX3 Media joins us. And Nate, uh, I, I guess I built you up. So now we've got to bring some fun on our edition of the WSN podcast today. Well, it shouldn't be hard to do. I mean, most of what I do on a daily basis looks like fun. Uh, if there's anything that isn't fun, I, you know what, just like the photos that are horrible, you hide that stuff and you try to make sure that everybody thinks everything's going just fine, even if it's not, because sometimes you just got to fake it and go with it. Well, yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Fake it to make it right. I think, I think that's uh, what the kids say, something like that. Um, <laughs> I do want to do want to talk to you a little bit, uh, uh, kind of about how you got into what you're doing. Uh, I, I don't recall the first time we met. It was what eight, ten years ago, maybe something like that. But um, for for people that maybe know you well, uh, but maybe don't know your background, how did you get into photography and and kind of what you are doing now with all of the different things that you do? Well, I think it's the same as with you know a, a lot of a lot of kids figure out kind of what they maybe like to do or what they're good at sometimes when they're in high school. They have programming 
uh, extracurriculars, uh, even just normal class stuff, stuff that they kind of gravitate towards and they think that they're good at it. And I had some opportunities in high school. Uh, I went to Royal High School in Elroy, Wisconsin. And we had a couple of classes um, that pushed me in a direction or gave me an outlet or gave me a creative outlet that I took the initiative and took it a step further than what they expected us to do in the classroom. Um, when I got done with high school, first of all, I didn't want to leave because I thought high school was great. However, after knowing what I know now, um, college was better. Um, I went to college. I went to Viterbo and lacrosse. Um, I really thought I wasn't going to do it anymore. And I kind of just settled on doing a couple of little highlight films because most of what I was doing to start with was video. It was video highlight films. I had a lot of fun putting these things together. Um, and I was about ready to give it up. And my RA walked into my room. He saw my portfolio of stuff. And he said, you should do that here. And I said, that's funny because you're a college. College, all the colleges in the world make billions of dollars. They pay people to do that sort of thing. So there's no way that I'm ever going to get in. Well, I learned a lot <laughs> since then. Most colleges don't make billions of dollars. And they don't pay people specifically to do all the cool graphic design stuff that you see. That's really limited, as I found out, to your, to your Division One and Two type schools because they have the budgets for it. Um, anyway, so I got involved with our athletics department at the Turbo, and same thing. I had more opportunity. I took the opportunity, and I took it a step further than what probably most people would. I got involved. I showed initiative, and I kind of pushed. And people eventually saw my work a little bit at the high school level because I was only working in one or two schools and then it turned into three or four. And then I had the college stuff and towards the end of my uh, seven year run as a student at Viterbo, I said, all right, maybe we should take this a step further. And I did. And before you knew it, I went from four or five schools to eight or 10, 20. And I mean, the, <laughs> the scope of what I do I'm, I'm in so many places and I get to meet a lot of people, but again, didn't happen overnight and I didn't really have a plan. I just knew I could do what I'm doing at a bigger level and I can take what I do as a photojournalist in a way and share something from the Northern end of my district with the Southern end of my district from the East to the West in, in a way that our newspapers used to be able to do and they are not able to do anymore. And same thing with like with, with, with what you guys do, you're able to share information from the top of the state, the tippy top of the state, all the way to the bottom and bring this whole thing together, which I think is pretty cool. So over the years, uh, again, you have uh, certainly a distinctive style and a lot of people recognize you. Um, you've done great work in, to get recognized. Uh, but when you're out at these events and everybody recognizes you, not just from maybe you have been there before, but they know the guy with the crazy hair. They know the guy with the shorts and the flip-flops. Um, what is it like getting kind of recognized and, um, you know, uh, ha having a little bit of, uh, of fame, if you will? Um, I, I laugh because some of the kids around here, depending on what school I go to when I talk to them about stuff or after they graduate, I get to, for some reason or another, our lives pass and we get, you know, cross a little bit differently. We get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, they say the same thing, like, oh, wow, you came to our school. I'm like, yeah, I came to your school. So what? Like, I came to your school. I did my job. That's fine. Like, I'm a normal person. That's great. But 
I think people do view what I do and view me a little differently, which is interesting. I'm not going to say I don't like it. I do like it. Um, I enjoy being recognized. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not going to be the one that goes out there to say, Hey, look at me, look at me in a very aggressive way. But I think in, in a, in a passive aggressive way, I will do that. And I have done that. Um, some of these places I go, I show up two hours away from home. Oh, Hey, must be, you know, warm outside. You're not wearing shoes. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, you know who I am. Great. That's strange. I mean, the thing is, it's fun. It's, it's a cool thing to do. When I have marketed myself as the shorts-wearing, flip-flop, optional kind of guy, you kind of paint yourself in a corner <laughs> at times. When we have, um, uh, let's use state football as a, as a great example. Some of those have been pretty, some pretty, pretty, pretty cold tournaments. Um, yeah, I will put shoes on, but I still won't put pants on. And if I do, even if I'm you wearing put shoes, shorts on, though, I at least, a, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I take a, okay. I take a okay. lot of uh, grief from people. Oh, I don't know why you're wearing the shoes. Or, hey, it's cold out. Put some pants on. Again, sometimes I paint myself in the corner. But, hey, it's, it's as I was told uh, many years ago by my athletic director at Viterbo, it's marketing and people remember the look. So, hey, it's worked so far. Speaking of marketing, uh, I don't know if this was a self-developed marketing uh, uh, thing, but there's a, a hashtag on Twitter that a lot of people use, I spy Nate, and they'll take pictures of you taking pictures of them or taking pictures of games. Uh, how did that come about? Was that something that you developed as kind of a, a way to market yourself? Actually, I didn't. I didn't develop it. I think I developed something else or I thought it would be something else, and I'm actually pretty sure I'm going to give the credit to you because there is something I just remember from a state baseball, something or other. And you posted something. You're like, Hey, I spy Nate. I'm like, ah, it actually should be, I said something or something else. And whatever I said, didn't catch on, but you with all the power and influence that you have, you know, <clears throat> all of a sudden that's what happened. And there is a, you know, at least one, one year for sure, maybe two years where that was a pretty big thing. And at the high point of that, I remember sitting in places, eating with friends or doing work by myself. And then I would look and check my Twitter feed and there's a photo of me working. And I said, who took that? They're standing within 10 or 20 feet of me and they didn't come over and say hi. And that was where I said, okay, well, that's cool, weird, but cool. And then I also said, hey, just come over and say hi and have a conversation too. It was, uh, like I said, at its high point, pretty interesting. And even now I get kids that don't necessarily take the photos, but I'll walk around and I hear them yell from their bus windows or as I walk around the track, I spend it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Hi, how you doing? I mean, I, again, it, it's a cool, it's a cool thing to have. It's a cool place to, to be. I'm not saying that it makes me realize that I've made it or anything. I, I still haven't, I feel like, but it's a pretty cool thing that, that did catch on and it went pretty big. I didn't realize that I had a hand in that. I, I'll have to, uh, Look for the royalty checks in the mail here. Uh, uh, I would put it on your resume. I would put it on your resume. I mean, that's great marketing. If you help develop a big brand like that, I mean, that's going to help you, you know, move up to even higher and bigger positions. Maybe you could be the emperor of the world one day. There you go. We're talking with Nate Byer, <laughs> our uh, good friend and uh, photographer who does a, a lot for us and does a ton for high school athletics in general. Um, 
you talked a lot about some of the, the great things that have come out of what you're able to do, but what are some of the challenges with what you do and, and especially how you do it as a freelance guy, not affiliated directly with a university, not affiliated directly with a newspaper or media outlet specifically, but a lot of freelance work and a lot of stuff on your own. What are some of the challenges with all of that? Well, I love, I love looking and kind of seeing what's happened as I look back. Now that I have 10 or 11 years of experience doing this full time, um, the way that the media has changed in the past 10, 12 years, especially I would say I feel, I feel a lot like even in the past five. Um, we used to be able to rely on our, our daily periodicals to give us information. And now that's changed. That's changed a lot. One, because of staffing issues, because however, those, those newspapers or uh, whatever outlets are ran, things are different. Um, two, we have a few more people kind of like me in a way. Um, I know I talk about being a photographer, but I also, I also feel like I adhere to a lot of strict journalism rules because of what I did in college with our newspaper at Viterbo, with what I did just growing up, being around the print industry and the and writing and that sort of thing. Media, media has changed a lot. Um, and it, in sports, it's one thing. It just media overall has changed, whether it be entertainment news or political news. Anybody and everybody has a platform right now. And that's, that's a difficult thing to maybe grasp or, or wrap our heads around. But then we also have to realize as a consumer of that, of that product, like, Where's the real information coming from? Who is the right information? Or who's going to give us the information that means the most to us? Um, I work with a lot of small schools, and most of the small schools have a weekly newspaper. But I think they all long for the days when the daily newspaper would be able to cover them, talk about them, deal with them. And the, the bread and butter of what I do is in my smaller schools because they want the exposure. They want somebody to come and say, and, and I don't want to say validate, but Hey, if you're going to show up, cool. We appreciate you coming, coming here. Last week I was at uh, a track meet in Bloomington, Wisconsin for uh, River Ridge high school's track meet. And I had a couple of their coaches and staff come up and say, Hey, it's really cool that you're here. You know, thanks for coming. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. I didn't kind of realize that you guys all knew who I was in, in that capacity. Either. Same thing. They, they want, they recognize when I show up and they recognize that I'm giving them a little, a little exposure. And what I love to do is take a place like that, which that was a cool little track that uh, they won't be using in a couple of years because you're getting a new one that I get to share with other people. And I think that's the best part of what I get to do is I get to share that with other people. Is it harder to do it outside of the confines of being a, a, a traditional reporter? No, I think there's a lot of freedom in that, even with what you guys do, I think maybe you would agree. There's a lot of freedom in what you do because you don't have editors and you don't necessarily have dollars and cents people telling you, you, you can't cover these ones because we don't have, you know, they don't bring in the money for us. I go where I want to go and I get to see the schools I want to see. I hope to goodness that they want to see me show up too, but I get to deal with the teams I want to deal with. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of in that same similar boat. Uh, you know, we're always certainly thinking about things and looking at things from a business perspective, but our business is high school sports. And so, you know, like you were talking about earlier with traditional media, sometimes, uh, 
you know, there's there's other factors involved and other influences that uh, take hold or, or uh, you know, emphasis, emphasis, emphasizes, however, <laughs> whatever it would be, that, uh, you know, yep. kind of send things in a certain direction. And we can pretty well choose our direction of what we want to do, how we want to do it, et cetera. And do have to give a, a big credit to our uh, parent company, our, our folks at Sports Engine that kind of allow us to make those decisions. But it, it is good to have kind of that sense of freedom about what you want to do, where you want to do, and how you want to do it. Speaking of how you want to do things, uh, do you feel like you have a style as a photographer? Or is there, I guess, such a thing as a style for a sports photographer? You know, and I think about that because, I mean, what I do is essentially commercial art. Sometimes I get the opportunity to make some some actual art art stuff. Uh, one of the things that people don't really know about me is that I actually draw a lot. Um, drawing and, and penciling is something that I've loved, I think, for, for most of my life. But in terms of this, this is commercial art, what I do. Um, stylistically, if there's a style, I mean, when it comes to sports, I'm shooting the game that happens. I mean, it's a photojournalistic style. I, I shoot what happens. However, if anything, if, there, if I've got a claim to fame, the claim to fame that I have, or the thing that people recognize about me, I, I hope, is that I go to a lot of games. I go to as many games as I can usually fit on the, the docket. And the biggest problem, the biggest stress for me is figuring out how can I get to five or six, especially in the spring, five or six or seven events in an afternoon between the hours of three and eight. That's, I mean, and for basketball games, same thing. How can I get to at least three or four games in an evening? And just like with what you guys do with how you guys plan things out, I've got to plan things out and go from there. I mean, constantly I have parents that say, I don't know how you do the things you do. Well, I, I go to a lot of places. I put on a lot of miles. I see a lot of country, but let's face it. Uh, this part of Wisconsin is probably the prettiest. Southwestern Wisconsin has a lot of cool places to visit. However, I'm also appreciative when I get to take, let's say vacation, quote-unquote working vacations to weird other places. Central Wisconsin has some charm. When you go slightly northern Wisconsin, it's got some charm. Uh, there are different things that help that. help that. But stylistically, to take it back to that question, I don't know if there's necessarily a style that comes with it that's different than anybody else, uh, other than I'm showing humans doing human activities. But I try to get to a lot of games, which... I don't think you guys mind that at all because you guys seem to like a lot of the stuff I put out there and you guys like the variety of schools I see. Absolutely. Again, I, <laughs> it would be a, a significant challenge for us uh, in terms of having images and having photos uh, to go along with our articles and our content um, if we were not able to work with you. And uh, it is a huge help to us. It is a huge benefit and we appreciate it uh, more than you might know. So... Uh, we, we definitely do appreciate that when, so when you're at these games and, and when you're, you know, sitting on a baseline of a basketball game or the sideline of a football game, what have you, do you have a kind of a goal or, or do you have things that you're trying to accomplish or capture with your pictures? Maybe this speaks a little bit to the stylistic part of it, but what, what are you trying yeah. to, to get when you're taking pictures? Well, first and foremost, I want to be able to tell the story of the game. And sometimes I can't tell the complete story because I'm only there for an inning or two, or I'm there for a quarter, I'm there for a half. 
or a, a period that covers all of our sports, right? Yeah. Um, again, if I'm there, I can try to make, I can kind of weave a story around whatever I get. If I get great stuff, that's fantastic. But if I'm only seeing one game a day, I'm only highlighting two teams. If I'm able to get to last night, I was at three games. Cool. And I also had a team photo session. That was fine. Um, I'm able to provide at least a little illumination to six different teams. Well, seven if you count the team photo session from yesterday. Seven different teams in a day. That's a pretty good day. Uh, I look at what even what a lot of our TV stations can do, and I'm a, <laughs> I've kind of joked about being a, a kind of a one-man wrecking crew, but sometimes it's what you have to be. People tell me all the time I should hire somebody else, and maybe I should for the back end of stuff, but the thing is people, I think, enjoy working with me. I, I feel like I'm a pretty good people person. Shoot, I love to sit and shoot the breeze with my coaches, my student athletes. My parents are okay as long as you're not yelling crazy things at the time. Um, <laughs> but to have those, those relationships, uh, what I'm looking for when I go to a game, I want to have some of those relationships, but then I'm the back and I want to be able to share a, hopefully some really cool images. B sometimes I don't get co- great, great images, but I want to just be able to show what these kids are doing. I want to be able to say here, this is a team. This is, this is what they're doing. This is what they did. And like I said, in some cases, these teams, they would love it if you were there for a conference championship match. But the vast majority of teams aren't playing for conference championships. They're playing that game that day to win that day. And if I can go in that, that one day and, and kind of share that moment, hey, cool, that's fine. We're just taking, a, you know, a, 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 hopefully a bigger look at a small sort of event and then make it work from there. What are some of the, the favorite events that you've had a chance to cover over the years? Okay, my, my uh, it's kind of turned into an annual event. And it's at the collegiate level. Uh, at the Turbo, our strongest program right now was women's volleyball. Uh, I think we've ended up in four Final Fours in five years uh, in the NAI, which is different than the NCAA. But that, that tournament is a week long out in Sioux City, Iowa, we get to play at least three. Well, we've ended up playing five or six games probably the entire, you know, in those weeks. That's a fun week for me because outside of our sports information director, and he has his own stuff to do, um, I kind of get to be the media liaison for a few different outlets while I'm out there, as well as, again, representing our university to some extent. So one, I'm watching really good volleyball. Two, I'm watching our our, our ladies win because they don't know how to not win when we go there. And then I'm sending stuff back. I usually run some video for Channel Eight uh, in Lacrosse. I'm doing stuff for Lacrosse Tribune, so I'm sending photos there. So the game gets over, let's say at four in the afternoon. I'm knocking out photos and editing and other stuff for another two or three hours afterwards. And some nights when you're on deadline you kind of get a little bit of a rush. I will say that it's kind of fun to be on deadline because there's a little bit of uh, an adrenaline rush that comes with it. And again, it's a full week of stuff. And the fact that we've been as successful as we've had, I think the worst finish we've ever had there was like a sweet 16. So out of five or six trips there to you know, a sweet 16 and the lead eight and a whole bunch of final fours, that's a pretty, pretty cool week. It's, you know, at the state level, Love state football every year. 
Uh, this coming weekend, uh, we've got the Poinette Jamboree for softball down in, obviously, Poinette. That's a fun day where I get to watch a lot of softball on a lot of fields in a, you know, with a lot of teams come, coming from all over the place. And, and Bob Tomlinson does a good job of trying to get that organized every year. That, that's, a, that's a monster of a thing. Um, but then, really, it's just the variety. I love just doing the variety of what I can do. And there are certain, yeah, there are certain events. Uh, Kickapoo High School, when they run on their track, that's awesome because it's an old center track that nobody has anymore. Everybody's got the rubberized tracks or maybe an asphalt track. And they run on this gravel thing that they chalk with, well, chalk like you would chalk a baseball field. That's how they set up the lane lines. And that's a pretty wacky sort of event. So stuff like that, yeah, love it, love it. Any favorite memories or um things that have, have happened to you uh, along the way over the last 10 years or so, getting run over on the baseline or tripping and falling over a yard marker. Any, any stories like that, that, that stand out? A um, couple of things that I remember, I mean, at the, at the very beginning, watching my high school go to state in basketball in 2010, uh, when Royal Royal ended up, I think beating McDonald to go to state for the first time ever to represent the scenic bluffs conference for the first time ever. That was a pretty cool thing to, to watch. I do. I mean, people <clears throat> mistake me for being a, a, a Bangor kid for some reason, maybe cause I wear a lot of Bangor clothing. I don't know how that happens. Um, last year watching, well, even the past like four or five years watching what, what Bangor has done athletically has been a pretty, pretty cool thing. And last year winning three state titles and then coming up with a runner up and, and, and boys track, that's a pretty cool thing that doesn't happen in schools that size. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. Um, things like that stick out probably the most. I don't think I've been ran over. I think I was the closest. I was pretty close a couple of times. Um, but I mean, I think the one, one good football one where I thought that life was going to be different afterwards was uh, I was at a Nacita football game. They had the ball off to a lineman that they converted or that they threw in for a, for a running play. And I'm sitting on the pylon, the front pylon of the end zone. And he makes a break for that pylon. And I know that the only way he's going to score a touchdown is if he kind of lunges, dives, and he's going to roll up on me. When you've got like a 250, 300 pound fellow, booking it in your direction, you have to make the decision. Do you hang in for the photograph or for the video or whatever I was doing at the time, or do you bail? And I think I hung in there. I might've bailed a little bit at the last second, but uh, yeah, that, that gets a little worrisome. Uh, and I think the other time that was maybe a, a, a slightly surreal moment, uh, Kimberly has won some football state titles recently, haven't they? Couple. <laughs> Couple? Okay. So I think maybe the last one that they won, one of the last two that they won, I remember shooting the awards presentation. And I'm watching the kids, and I'm in between the kids and the coach. And if anybody understands how the, the format works, well, coach gets the, the, the state title trophy. and He doesn't even really get time to turn around before they all mob him. Well, I'm watching the kids because their reaction is fantastic and there's so many media around him the coach that there's it's not worth shooting in that regard so i'm looking for reactions and then i realize where i'm standing and i'm basically in the kill zone so all of a sudden as he turns around the flock of of 
players move. I remember moving about 10 feet. I didn't, I didn't move my feet. I just got swallowed up in the whole thing with, uh, you know, gentlemen that are larger than me and covered in pads. Yeah, that was um, maybe, maybe a, a little worrisome, but I made it through. <laughs> and we're glad you did. Nate Beyer from uh, GX3 Media is our guest on the WSN podcast today. Uh, Nate, before we let you go, we're going to give you a chance to, uh, to toot your own horn and, and promote your stuff, what you're doing, uh, and hopefully it'll, it'll have some, uh, some help. So if people want to know what you do, if people want to look at pictures and, and hopefully purchase pictures that you do, if people want to contact you about team photos or banners or whatever else it is that you do, here's your chance to, to promote that. Go ahead. Oh, well, that's pretty easy. Uh, the website is gx3media.smugmug.com. S-M-U-G-M-U-G.com. Um, that's where I put all my stuff at. Uh, there's a lot of stuff from all over the place. Um, I try to make sure that games get up in a relatively quick manner. But, hey, springtime, as you mentioned, the weather's been icky. When we go, we do a lot. I see a lot of games. I can't keep up with it all. But, anyways, yeah, I do banners. I do team photos. I do some other things here and there. I always like to hear new ideas. And, heck, if nothing else, I say follow that. You can, the, the Twitter account, which is, I think, at nbgx 3 media Cool. Give me a follow. Give me a like. Uh, say hi if you do see me someplace. Because again, without relationships, our sports don't work. Whether it be me, whether it be what you do, whether it be what our players and coaches do. If we don't have relationships, sports don't work. And I think that's that's the biggest thing that I've learned as I as I've gone on doing this. So yeah, how does that work for you? That works perfect. He's Nate Beyer from GX3 Media. Again, check out all of his work on his Twitter page, on his uh, Smugbug page, um, incredible pictures, and, and you never know, you might have missed him at a game, so check it out and see if he was at one of your games recently. Please support him and, uh, and support what he does by purchasing pictures and, uh, and, and bringing him in to do your team photos and banners, etc., and uh, we'll continue to utilize uh, Nate as a great resource for what we do here at WSN, and again, uh, extremely appreciative. Nate? It's been a good uh, 25, 30 minutes here now. We'll let you get on with the rest of your day, but really appreciate you joining us on the WSN podcast. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. So there you have it. A great uh, chat discussion with Nate Beyer from GX3 Media. Again, uh, I've said it multiple times already, but what he does uh, in, in sharing photos with us when he doesn't have to, quite honestly, um, is hugely beneficial to what we do. And it's just another example of Nate doing this for the right reasons, doing it for the, uh, you know, the benefit and the exposure of the, the kids and the student athletes that he works with. Um, just great to have him as a resource for what we do and great for the athletes in the state of Wisconsin, especially the western part of the state where his primary focus is to have him as a resource for getting pictures and getting information and uh, just... Uh, having him available to uh, to do what he does. So uh, fun conversation, uh, good to get some background on what he did and some insight on, on what he does and how he does it. So again, make sure, please, support what he does at GX3 Media. Uh, check out his Smug Mug site and, and buy some pictures. Don't just screenshot them and put them in your Twitter background. Buy pictures, support the, the people that are supporting high school athletics, not only Nate, 
Uh, but the the radio stations that are out there broadcasting loads of games, the newspapers and the the uh, uh, you know the traditional and non traditional media that are covering high school sports. If you have that in your area, please support them and make sure that they can continue to do what they do. As we've talked about at different times, and as Nate kind of touched on, traditional media in, in some places has, has cut back on the prep sports coverage. And the only way to combat that is to ask for more, to pay for more. So make sure that you support Nate, support your local journalism uh, with, with high school sports and what they're doing. So again, a, a fun conversation with Nate, and that'll do it for this edition of the WSN Podcast. I'm Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.